Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Doug Tyrrell History and Comment. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Friday, the 17th day of March, 2023. It is St. Patrick's Day. For some, it's a holy day with a more solemn religious observation, while in other sectors, it's more akin to a celebration of the Roman god Bacchus. Bacchus is the god of wine, music, and ecstatic dancing, and he is said to free his followers from self-conscious fear and care. There really is not much we know for certain about Patrick. He lived in the 5th century, but the dates of his birth and death are uncertain. Some accounts put his birth about 416, and his death is all over the place, but generally before the year 500. Some historians believe there are two Patricks, and the details of the two are commingled. He wrote two works that are the source of the details we know about him with any degree of certainty both written in Latin. He was born somewhere in Roman Britain. His family was certainly of some status and education. He knew Latin and gives his name as Patricius. About the time he was 15 years old, Irish raiders rampaged the British countryside and took the teen captive and back to Ireland, where he was a slave of pagan landowners who had him tending sheep. After six years of captivity, he manages to escape and find passage back to England and his family. His solitude during this time, herding sheep, pushed to a deeper religious devotion. Sometime after his return to Britain, he decides to follow a religious calling. Again, exactly what that was is questionable given the time period. Certainly he was not Catholic in the modern sense of the word, as much of their tradition was not established until a thousand years after Patrick. So many of the images we see portraying him in robes and mitre, are fictional, as are the depictions of Christ. There is even some question as to his clerical status and the exposure the Irish had to Christianity prior to his arrival. Even the story of his captivity is questioned by some. All we can say for certain is he was a Latin Christian. In fact, Patrick lived before the idea of canonized saints was developed and has never been formally given that status, though widely recognized as such. 900 years after Patrick, Edward the Black Prince is made Duke of Cornwall in 1337. This is the first duchy in England. A duchy is a region ruled over by a duke, who is second only to the king. A king could break off portions of his kingdom and place a duke over them. St. Patrick's Day is first celebrated in New York City at the Crown and Thistle Tavern in 1756. We've already noted the differences between Patrick and Bacchus. One might question how Irish a tavern that is known as the Crown and Thistle really was. Crown would have been English, and the thistle is a symbol of Scotland. The Irish Sea is quite narrow. On a clear day, you can see the Irish coast from Scotland, but the two countries, while similar, are quite diverse. The first parade in New York City is six years later, This is nine decades before we see the major Irish immigration related to the 1850s potato famine. In the early decades, most of the immigration is from the Ulster region. This might be a good time to discuss that point. Ulster versus the Free State or Protestant versus Catholic Ireland. The nine counties in the northwest of Ireland are known as Ulster or formerly today as Northern Ireland. For most of history, the island that is Ireland has been significantly diverse from the larger island of Britain. 
We can even see this in the time of Patrick, as most of Britain was ruled by the Romans. There was very little Roman influence in Ireland. The far north of Scotland is similar. About the year 1600, England was trying to extend their influence into Ireland and was getting a great deal of pushback. The culture and language was different, and by this time, Ireland is more uniformly Catholic than England. Part of the plan is to import a rough-and-tumble group that has for years acted as a buffer between the English and the Scottish Highlanders, the Lowland Scots. They are largely Presbyterian and were familiar with both the Gaelic language, English, and most likely some Latin. So, England promotes free land over in Ireland to the Scots who want to settle and help quell the Irish. The Scots see it as a good deal and think they will be respected by the English in the process. The result is they're hated by the Irish, and the English still see them as near barbarian. I spoke a couple of years ago to an American living in the region, and they pointed out how here in America we tend to trust our neighbors and just assume that trust and friendly nature. There it's absent. The default is distrust. If you're a Protestant, that culture goes back four centuries and are not true Irish. The whole affair is maybe more closely related to the black versus white debate here in America than a Catholic versus Baptist relationship, a clash of two cultures going back centuries. The rubber band is patented by Stephen Perry in London in 1845. The Jewish Holocaust begins to ramp up in 1944. The first solar-powered satellite is launched in 1958. That's the satellite that is solar-powered, not the rocket. It's also the first to gain a long-term orbit. The simple physics is, the higher you can get a satellite in orbit, the longer it will stay there. 1960. President Eisenhower signs a directive on covert action in Cuba. This will lead to the Bay of Pigs invasion. The first 20 Vietnam prisoners of war returned to American soil in 1973, landing at Traverse Air Force Base in California. Photographer Saul Veter captures an iconic moment as Lieutenant Colonel Robert Sturm is greeted by his ecstatic family. Colonel Sturm had been shot down six years earlier. The photo was called a burst of joy and went on to win a Pulitzer Prize. The Cincinnati Reds are the first team to don a green uniform for St. Patrick's Day in 1978. The tradition has been repeated several times since. But stop the presses. There is a story that the Philadelphia Phillies have a uniform for the 1899 season that featured green and was debuted on St. Patrick's Day, which is close to the beginning of spring training. The color scheme will only last for the one season. We'll wrap up with a few birthdays today. Actor Patrick Duffy is 74 and is of Irish descent. Actor Kurt Russell is 72 and claims English, Scots, Irish, and German blood, along with most Americans. Singer Paul Overstreet is 67. Basketball player Danny Ainge is 64. He gets credit for eight years with the Boston Celtics. It should be strongly noted that in Gaelic, the native language of Ireland, and the Celts, there is no soft C sound. It should be a hard K, Celtic. Only in basketball is it Celtic. Actor Robert Lowe is 59. He, like Russell, is a mixture of the British Isles with a bit of German. Billy Corgan of the Smashing Pumpkins is 56. It appears his Irish roots on his father's side are quite strong. 
If you're wondering, Ireland and Indiana are about the same size and have a similar population. It seems most everyone in America is a bit Irish today, and that's not far from true. One in ten Americans claim some percentage of Irish ancestry. While my wife was strongly Irish, arriving during the potato famine, the best I can do is Ulster Scots. My Robertson line appears to have come through Antrim sometime in the early 1700s. That's history and comment for the 17th day of March. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.